Hi there. Welcome to the Woman Inspired uh, podcast. The Woman Inspired podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm Karen. If I sound different to you, I'm still the same woman who is inspired, and this is my podcast. But I'm having a little uh, that uh, localized sinus stuff and maybe it's not localized to our area but boy everyone around here has it and uh it's probably sweeping the country but I did not want to be remiss in sharing with you what God put on my heart this week so here I am recording so please tolerate my let's call it sultry voice (laughs) I don't know what it is I probably sound a little bit like um a frog going through puberty I'm not really sure. Okay, so I appreciate all listeners, whether you're just tuning in or or you've been around for a while. If you're new here, though, please hop on out to womaninspired.com. That's W-O-M-A-N-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D.com. That's where you'll find all the details about Woman Inspired, my social media links, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and how to reach me if you'd like to inquire about scheduling me to speak at your next conference or retreat which I would greatly appreciate. All right, so today's episode is called What a Bargain. And before we jump right into that, here are some pod quotes for you. The first one is Billy Graham. God is not a bargaining God. You cannot barter with him. You must do business with him on his own terms. And the second one is unknown. Those who give with the hope to be rewarded are not giving. They are bargaining. I love that too. All right. Have you ever gone to a flea market or an antique store with someone who likes to haggle? You know, someone who is always looking for a bargain. If you're not familiar with haggling, it's kind of going back and forth from uh, the buyer to the seller, trying to strike up a deal. The seller wants the highest dollar usually he or she can get. And the one who's purchasing wants the lowest dollar, a bargain. Some people call this bartering I call it haggling. It's also called bargaining. Well, I went to an antique store one time with a friend and she and I were new friends at the time. Didn't, didn't really know each other well, but had been thrown together in some groups at church. So we decided to go to lunch to get to know each other better and then make an afternoon of it and head to this antique shop we both wanted to go to. So I didn't know her. So I had no idea she was a bargain hunter and a haggler in every sense of the word. Now, haggling means literally a period of persistent bargaining, especially over the cost of something. Well, she was definitely persistent. She wanted a bargain. Didn't matter what she had to say or do to get it, as I found out. We entered a back area of this antique shop where they had sale items. They didn't call it clearance, but there were lots of items on sale for 50 to 60% off. Now, at a true antique shop, where things have a provenance to them. In other words, they have a backstory with them and usually some paperwork so you know that you purchased a legitimate antique. Well, like this place was, 50% is still a high price. (laughs) 50% off is still a high price for most people. And that was the case at this shop because they had some amazing finds there. My new church friend spotted this bowl, and I think it was a fruit bowl of some sort. She looked it over, I mean, high and low, inside, outside, upside down, just like close up, really looking at it till she found one little teeny tiny hairline scratch. And she said, aha, there it is. It's it's flawed. I'm going to get this for far less than this. Watch and learn my new friend. That's what she said to me. I just smiled and she went up to the shop clerk who happened to be the owner of the antique shop and said, 
I'm interested in this bowl, but it has a scratch or a crack, actually. I'd like it for 50% less. The owner said, well, it's your lucky day. It's marked for 50% off. And she said, no, you misunderstand me. I want an additional 50% off because of this flaw. And he informed her that the bowl was already a bargain at 50% off, and he couldn't mark it down further than that. And she just stood there trying to get him to come down on the price for 15 minutes, back and forth, back and forth. At one point, I felt like I was in the stands at a Wimbledon tennis tournament, watching the ball go from one end of the court to the next. And finally, she got desperate enough. She said kind of in a, a whiny voice like a kid, please, I need this ball. I want this ball. I really, really need you to be kind to me today and mark it down again. Please, 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 please. <laughs> I would have been embarrassed for her if it hadn't cracked me up so much. It was ridiculous. The face of the shop owner, it didn't faze him. He had little to no emotion on his face when she whined, except one eyebrow that raised, like he needed to keep a poker face on or something. He was not moved. Then she did uh, something that did embarrass me. Well, okay, I wasn't, embar I wasn't embarrassed because I didn't do anything, but I thought someone should be embarrassed for her. <laughs> she actually took the bowl, shoved it at him and said with a nasty tone, fine, you don't want to be reasonable about it. Then I will never come back here again. I will tell all my friends about this. And believe me, I have a lot of friends. None of them will ever shop here. And the owner crossed his arms and tilted his head like he was seriously thinking about it. And then he calmly took the bowl and said, Thank you. I would appreciate that. I prefer you and your kind don't come to my store. Have a great day. <laughs> and he walked off to put the bowl back. I mean, this new <clears throat> friend uh, was so ticked off, she just stormed out of the shop. And I turned and looked at him and just smiled and said, have a good day. I mean, I didn't know what else I could do. But what an experience. That was a short-lived quasi-friendship, by the way, due to several things. Um, but for some reason, that story popped into my head earlier today as I was sitting down to outline a new podcast episode. And I think it came to me because this morning, my husband said to me that he had sat on the couch in the wee hours of the morning, just sitting there for a good while, trying to determine whether or not he should call in sick to work again. Now he said he was a little ticked off at God because he asked God every way he could think of whether or not he should go to work today. And every single time he felt strongly that God told him no. You see, <laughs> he'd been sick for several days and he was getting what we call shack wacky, you know, tired of being inside those same four walls. So he was sitting there trying to get God to tell him to go on ahead and go to work. My husband, I mean, he knew he shouldn't go into work, but he was hoping if God gave him some major edict or some unction in his spirit or a loud resounding yes in his ear or something, then he could just justify getting up and going to work and and tell me well God told me I should go you know then he'd have a legit excuse to to get up and out of the house <clears throat> but that wasn't happening <laughs> when he told me this I just smiled and I almost laughed because I've been there knowing I should do a wanting to do b and run far away from a trying to haggle with God and bargain with him. But God, don't you really want me to go do A? If you let me do A, if you give me the A opportunity, I will do this for you or that for you. 
using whatever comes to mind at the time and asking him 10 different ways. I'll make sure I go to church more often or I'll volunteer here or there. I'll tithe more. Bargain with him. I haven't done that in a very long time, but I have definitely done that before. So what does the word bargain mean? I titled this podcast, What a Bargain, for a reason. So let me define what a bargain is. According to good old Merriam-Webster, it is an agreement between parties settling what each gives or receives in a transaction between them, or what course of action or policy each pursues in respect to the other. The definition also says that bargaining can be used as a verb. So in other words, in bargaining with someone, it's defined as something acquired by negotiating over the terms of a, an agreement or a contract. So the scenario I talked about a few minutes ago where the woman I went to church with, who was attempting to bargain by haggling with the shop owner at the antique store, means that she was trying to purchase something under a different agreement than what the store had listed and would have the shoppers um, purchase something for sale. So here was this man who created the store. He put precious things in it. He tended the store. He cleaned the store. He sought out what he thought were the best and most viable and, and maybe the most precious items and put them in the store for people to enjoy. Plus, they also had a museum area in the store. But he also did this um, so people could buy antiques and, and have something for themselves. Naturally, someone who's a business owner like he is also has some stake in it. I mean, he can't do it all all for free and, not, and he has to make some money to pay his overhead and put food on the table. So there's always that underlying thing when you're going in a shop and bargaining with someone that, you know, you've got to know that when you're trying to haggle and get the best deal you can. You have to realize that it's his creation. It's his establishment. It's his precious items you're wanting him to bargain over. So he has a plan, what he wants, where, what he wants to sell, when, how the discounts should go. And, and yet, if you go in like this lady and just try to not only bargain, but manipulate your way into getting what you want, you can bet it's most likely not going to happen. You would have much more success just by asking rather than bar bargaining or trying to manipulate. <clears throat> And when I think about what my husband was doing and, and how that correlates to the antique shop incident, I have to realize that he was basically in a little bit of the little bit of the terms doing the same thing, right? He was trying to bargain with God to strike up the best deal that he could. He asked in every which way he could, at least, and trying to get the answer that he wanted. But he drew the line at actual manipulating, right? He wasn't trying to manipulate anyone. He wasn't trying to manipulate God. Unlike the lady in the antique shop, because she was trying to manipulate the man. Because, well, my husband knows you can't manipulate God. But also because he truly asked with the desire to do what God wanted him to do, even though he probably really wanted his own way as well. So there's a Bible verse that says, everything is permissible, but not necessarily beneficial. The New Living Translation says it this way in first, first, first Corinthians, not first, first Corinthians. It's just first Corinthians 10:23. It says, you say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. And that's the way God sees it with us. I mean, we can treat him like he's a shop owner and there's all these beautiful things around us and try to bargain with him or even try to manipulate like this woman did, but it won't get you anywhere because he does have a plan 
just like the shop owner. He knows what's precious to him, just like the shop owner. And he knows what the bottom line is, just like the shop owner does. When my husband was sitting there talking to God, he was haggling with God, trying to get God to let him go to work. He was sick. He didn't feel well, but he still wanted a yes. Even though he would cough and it sounded like a stampede of elephants going through the house, he'd sneeze and it would sound like a cow giving birth. I mean, he's loud. (laughs) He's loud when he coughs and sneezes. But here he was trying to haggle with God anyhow. He wanted a bargain. He wanted a bargain for the day. So he was bargaining with God. He was trying to renegotiate the terms of his day. Some sort of yes is what he was seeking, even in the midst of wanting God's will. God knew he was going to get sick. God had everything covered at work. But my husband was getting, as I said, shackwacky. He was tired of being in the house. And believe me, I'm tired of him being at home sick too. (laughs) But it wasn't wise and it wasn't feasible. And no matter how much we try to bargain with God over some things, he will not be swayed. He will not be moved. Um, And that's him looking out for us. Sometimes that's hard to see when we want something really bad. But thankfully, my husband saw that and he wasn't trying to, again, he wasn't trying to manipulate. Have you ever tried to bargain with God over anything? Sometimes you hear people say, well, I told God if he'll let me have that job that I want, then I will never cuss again. Or if God will give me my dream home, I will, I promise him I will spend more time in that home and more time with my family and making them a priority or they cry out they cry out to him uh, god please heal this person that i love if you do i will commit the rest of my life to you and work in service forever and isn't it funny how we offer something to god when we're trying to bargain when we really go into that edge of not just trying to strike up a bargain and negotiate but manipulate isn't it funny how we offer something to god that we should already be giving him Anyhow, as part of our already prearranged contractual agreement that we have with God, our covenant relationship with God, we should be praying to him every day. We should be committing our lives in service to him. We should work on not cussing more and making our family a bigger priority. And the fact that when we try to to bargain or manipulate with God over something we want him to bless us with or allow us to do The fact that we offer him these things shows us that we already know what he's expecting of us. We already know what he wants of us. We already know that he values these things or else we wouldn't offer them to him in a bargain. And these things we offer up are what he would want us to do anyhow. We know this. It's not like we don't know we should already be doing these things. And here's the thing. You can try to bargain with God all you want, but offering to him that which is already his that which he's already said is important and that which he's already called you to do is just trying to manipulate him. And that, my friends, actually can't be done. Uh, It's wasting your time. It's wasting your breath. It's wasting his time. So our time is his. Our lives are his. And the grace and the forgiveness and the eternal life he gave us and paid for with his own blood isn't something we can return or exchange for something else. It's not something we can vie for more of or haggle our way into swapping for something else. It just is. We can accept it or not accept it. And let me be sure to clarify this. 
Praying is not the same as bargaining. Praying literally means to beseech of, to make a request in a humble manner. It does not mean attempting to renegotiate and, and acquire something that you don't already have through a different contract with God. It, it, it's, that's what it means. It does mean attempting to renegotiate and to re acquire something that, that you don't already have. That, that can't be done with God. Okay, so praying is not that. That's what bargaining is. They're totally different things. So when you are tempted to bargain, I encourage you to pray instead. Back off on the, if you do this, God, then I will do that. In fact, that's a really good way to identify whether or not you're bargaining versus praying. When you start talking to God with the word if and followed up with then, that might be a sign you're trying to manipulate God into getting what you want. You're trying to bargain with a little manipulation involved. That's not praying. And if what you really want to bargain for is worth going to God over, then it's worth setting aside the haggling bargaining, bartering tactics and just praying over, praying to him. It's worth laying it at his feet and beseeching him, asking humbly, entreating God to step in on your behalf or someone else's and fix or heal or help the situation or guide or protect. You can never, ever go wrong with prayer. Psalm 145.18 says, The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. So when you go to God and you go to him with honest requests, you're there to bear your heart and to ask for something. He will listen. He will always, always listen. Does that mean the answer is always going to be a yes? No, it won't. I can attest to that. Like any father, the answer will sometimes come out as a no or a wait or a hold on or a not no and sometimes a yes. One time in the grocery store, I saw a little girl who was probably just three or four years old at the most. And she was walking beside the grocery cart with one hand on the cart and one hand coming awfully close to the products on the shelf as she was walking down the aisle. You could tell she was so tempted. She tried to reach out and touch something at first. And, and then she tried to reach out to grab something. At first it was a, a bag of pasta and then it was a, a box of breadcrumbs. She just wanted to grab something and you could tell she was just chomping at the bit to put something in that cart. But her grandma said, no, no, leave your hands at your side. No, no, we're not buying extra things today. And the girl said, but grandma, grandma, if I get one of those bags, I will help you with the dishes. But Grandma, if we get cookies in that other big row over there, then I will help pick up all my toys by myself. <laughs> she was adorable. She kept saying, Grandma, but, Grandma, but. And it was cute as it was. I, I couldn't laugh out loud because her, her grandmother was trying to teach her something, even though someone had apparently taught her how to, to bargain at a very young age. Oftentimes when we try to bargain with God, it can be from a place like that little girl. We, we just want something. We want something for ourselves, something because we want what we want. And a lot of times we want it right now. Sometimes it's out of selfish desire and, and humanly wants, like the little girl wanting her grandma to, to let her put something in that cart. What she wanted didn't come from a place of distress. It was from a place of just want, a human want and desire. But oftentimes... When we try to bargain with God, it's because we're distressed. 
and we're stressed. And while we do want our own way in the moment, what we usually want more than that is simply God's comfort and his reassurance. We want his hand on us. We want God's presence with us so we don't feel alone in the middle of the stress and distress. Like when a child is sick or, or our teenager is hurting or a parent is passing away or a friend has hurt us or we're in financial trouble or our own health is poor. In those times, instead of seeking to bargain or manipulate, we need to beseech and pray because what we really want is we want God and we want his presence. We can remember this because it says in Psalm 18:6, in my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. He reassures us that he hears us, and he's with us. So I just encourage you, the next time you're going to, to, to God and you feel like you're desperate to reach out to him, desperate to ask something of him, make sure that you're not going to him to bargain or manipulate. Make sure that you're going to him in heartfelt prayer, with a humble heart so that you can really connect with him. So he will hear you because he honors our prayers. May not always be with the yes you want, but he will honor them and he will listen to you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Woman Inspired Podcast. Again, hop on out to womaninspired.com. If you don't mind liking, following, and please share this podcast with someone else, it would bless me. I hope you have a blessed week. Mm-hmm.